0: You doing uh, Dr. Want Aka, to, once again, this is Dr. Cradock uh, Here we're back for another episode.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this episode, our topics are going to be um, fluoride and pregnancy. Oh. You know, we'll add, we'll hot answer topics. some questions and everything else too, uh, and then we'll just tell little stories. So, fluoride—that's a hot topic. Everybody really, really wants to know, like. Hey, why am I being forced to have fluoride in my water and systems and everything else? Right? They really do make it seem like it's like a punishment. That I mean, some people actually believe that the U.S. government is responsible for this. Really? Yes, they okay. think that they're poisoning them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, the government wants to poison these people. That's exactly right, and okay. that's basically what I've seen. Where they're saying that the government put fluoride in there uh, to basically poison the society. Some people talk about sterilization, too, but anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, But That's, that's <laughs> outlandish. That's just like saying the government uh, put crack cocaine in the inner cities to keep those uh, people disenfranchised. Why would they do that? <laughs> so a part of me feels like you believe this. Oh, yeah, I do. I definitely believe <laughs> okay. really that. All that, right, that's well, good. let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> talk about... Not crack cocaine. We're not talking about that. We're talking, oh, about, we're okay. talking about fluoride. Just, yeah, let's, we got to make it clear. Let's okay. talk
1: about fluoride. Let's talk about why... Fluoride is important from a, from a dentist's point of view.
0: Okay, so uh, this is a question every, every single day I get this. What does the fluoride really do? Why do I need it? Do I really need it? Does it cause cancer? Uh, fluoride is something that we, that we all get in very low quantities uh, with our toothpaste, or most of us do.
1: Right, uh, and you can get fluoride multiple ways, right? Yeah. You can get fluoride from your drinking water, mm-hmm. from, like you said, toothpaste, varnish that we put on your teeth after yeah. you get a teeth cleaned right um and some people don't realize that the us and american dental association uh, and that's the uh, united states public health services wants the range of fluoride in your water to be
0: 0.7 to 1.2 okay, parts so, per million so quantify that like put put that put that into perspective for okay.
1: so if you imagine uh lake michigan okay it by itself has point one seven parts per million, right? The ocean, the fluoride in the ocean, the level is one point two to one point four. So it's actually more. Oh. In, than what the government in recommends the, in the in the natural bodies of water, it happens, right? So fluoride is broken down from fluorine which is an element Preach? yes sir and it's actually found everywhere it really is it's found in rocks and certain you know uh elements out in nature right so you you will get fluoride just by if you like camping or whatever swimming and you'll get it right okay so what they did was they concentrated and said you have to have fluoride in your public uh drinking systems okay right uh you can't you don't get as much in wells you know, so if you're in a country or wherever and you have your own water supply, which is a well. Are you sure? You get a little bit, but not as much as they're recommending here. Okay. Not as much as the 0.7 to
0: 1.2 okay. parts per million. Okay. But, um, and you, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in my practice, I usually don't get a lot of talks about fluoride and water. They're just concerned with the fluoride varnish that I'm planning to put on their teeth or the fluoride in their toothpaste.
1: And again, the whole point is you're not trying to uh, do too much. You're not trying to uh, give people fluorosis, okay. which is basically whenever your calcium in your teeth are replaced with the fluoride uh, element, right? And then it actually starts causing discoloration and staining.
0: So, so this is something that when um, my patients ask me, I usually tell them that um, fluoride in small amounts... Uh, is actually good for their teeth because it, it strengthens uh, their already strong enamel, right? That's right. Um, but I guess the concern that most of them uh, give me is that, uh, one, like you said, uh, am I going to get fluorosis? Um, uh, I've never seen a case of a person getting uh, fluorosis with uh, bottled water, yet even bottled water has uh, fluoride in it, correct? That's true.
1: And you know... Uh, well, not all of them. I shouldn't say Not right. all not of, all them, of but... them. Not all of them. Um, but here's another thing too, right? People always ask, well, I drink water and it, it literally touches my teeth for like two seconds, right? Uh-huh. So how how is it strengthen my teeth? This is true. Right? What that, the way it works is whenever you drink the water, it actually goes through your system and it comes out through your saliva. The fluoride and everything comes through your saliva. So your saliva actually coats your teeth. Uh-huh. That's what's Great. actually helping you. That's okay. what's actually helping... To help in preventing cavities and stuff like that. So, so,
0: so what happens when the person says, uh, "So I'm, get, I'm getting fluoride in my water. So why do I need fluoride anywhere else?"
1: Very true, very true, and and that's something that I think the government and and whoever the ADA was kind of nervous about because they were like, "Well, you're getting the fluoride in your, you're getting the fluoride in your, you know, your water." But just in case you're not doing what, we're supposed to t- what you're supposed to do, which is brush properly and stuff like that, right, we'll make sure that you can also get fluoride topically. And that's where the varnish and the toothpaste come from. Okay. So, you, so for adults, when your teeth have stopped developing, you're going to get that fluoride topically, meaning apply it onto your teeth. Okay. You see what I'm saying? But so that's just a, an extra.
0: That's just to help you out even more. That's the argument. Exactly. You both know that's, that's there to, to help strengthen teeth. But well, I guess my question is uh, to, to people out there, um, if I gave you something that could save you time and money at the dentist, um, because we all know how much you love coming to see us, uh, why wouldn't you take it if, uh, if it was uh, minimal risk? And by minimal risk, I mean you're getting this, this substance everywhere. Um, we're asking to put it on your teeth twice, uh, twice a year. And, uh, people have a problem with brushing their teeth with toothpaste with it. Um, because that's apparently going to cost fluorescence too. But, uh, how long has toothpaste been around? I mean, I mean come it's been on. A long time. I mean, what, they time. had the first, uh, uh, toothpaste when it was like 1672. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it's okay. been a long time. Right. Uh, it's been, a, it's been a while. Uh, and of granted, you don't know what kind of toothpaste they had back then, but uh, toothpaste in the 20th century, I've yet to see one that caused uh, fluorosis in an adult. Uh, I mean you can let me know if there's any studies that say different than that.
1: Well, no, no. I mean you'd have, you have to get a lot of, uh, you would have to get a lot of fluoride in order for you to get fluorosis. Like the level has to be pretty significant.
0: Like to me, it's like this. like uh, you go out in the sun. Uh, you know the sun can cause uh, skin cancer, but right. you still go out in the sun, right? You just don't stay out in the sun. Um, I don't think anybody would would make a point that uh, the sun is bad uh, or that it's uh, it's projected to, to kill us by the government. These are these are naturally occurring things. This is a natural mineral. <laughs> this is part of what we're made up of. Well, the government's
1: not forcing you to go stand out in the sun either. So that argument is kind of a little weird. Would you stop someone from going out in the sun? No, but you're telling them to put a sunscreen on,
0: right? Yeah, you're telling them to put their sunscreen on. Right, put, right. Uh, I mean, what I'm getting at, yeah. what I'm getting at we'll is, you're Sunday. right. You know, you're, <laughs> no, what
1: I'm getting at is, you're right. You know, it uh, It is true that you know it is natural, right? Mm-hmm. And I can understand why people are a little freaked out, right? When you don't know something or you hear uh, propaganda, you get freaked out. That's understandable. You know, but what we're trying, I guess, get at is most people don't they don't listen. They don't listen. <laughs> no, I hate to I hate to put it that way, but they don't listen, right? You tell them to brush your teeth for two minutes or whatever it may be, they're not gonna do that. You know, they're not gonna do it on a consistent basis. So if you're gonna have something that could help you to at least prevent or slow down cavities, then why wouldn't you do it? Because let's be real, every time you come into a dental office you complain about how expensive it is, right? But toothpaste—if you go to any store, you'll get it for like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars at most. This
0: is uh this right is true. I don't know about your your mother, but my mother always told me uh it's uh it's cheaper cheaper to keep them, you know. It cheaper is cheaper to, to, to keep them to, to brush your teeth every day than go to the dentist right. uh, when something is wrong. So, uh, but that's just being practical. People are so concerned with these things because they don't know about them. I mean. I, I, I totally understand that. True. But at the but, same time, um, I would just have a little bit more common sense about it.
1: Well, is it common sense, though? Because in the end, right, They don't. if you don't know something, you're going to be afraid of it, mm-hmm. right? And and I think that's why we're here. We're basically here to try to educate people and let them know that fluoride is beneficial. Yes, you can have excess usage of fluoride, which can cause you know, your teeth to turn different colors. Brown really is the color.
0: Let me ask you about those brown colored teeth. Yes, sir. Uh Do those brown colored teeth get, get cavities? No, they don't. Oh. Okay. oh so, no, so they're stronger. Oh, oh so they're stronger. Okay. They're stronger. Okay. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, just, just look, look ugly. Yeah, they just, they just, they they look, just look ugly. ugly. So, right? so basically, what we're worried about is a cosmetic thing over a, a straight thing. Society
1: is, uh, as we would like to say, uh bougie. Okay. call it themselves, right? They don't want to look bad i mean that's exactly why we have you know facelifts and certain things as we get older but anyway what i'm getting at is in the end fluoride is good for you it's not something that's going to harm you i i do appreciate people and their you know skepticism for the government let's be real i think we were all about there right now uh but in the end you got to do what you think is best for you and your family Right and and if somebody says, "Hey, go ahead and put some fluoride on your teeth to strengthen your teeth so you don't get cavities," it's not that hard. It's not that hard to do. But in the end, brush your teeth. (laughs) Let's be real, brush your teeth, and and you won't you won't have to deal with us charging people for for crowns and fillings and stuff like that, right? You hate getting shots, but yet you don't want to go home and brush your teeth for two minutes. So I mean, you're really doing this to yourself. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, the thing about it is it's it's okay if you know you've neglected your teeth and you need help improving them. But it's kind of a wiki logic when you know you haven't been doing what you're supposed to do and then uh, blame everybody else for it. That just well, sounds like... That's vicious. our society.
1: We always blame everybody else. I'm okay. never going to take responsibility. Right. If this podcast doesn't do well, I'm not going to take responsibility. <laughs> I'm going to blame <laughs> you're you. Exactly, exactly. I'm going to blame you. you. Like, it's all will. Right? It's okay. But in the end, bro, like we just want to make sure that <laughs> we people understand, and and you can argue with us. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You can argue with us. We're biased. We're dentists, right? Let us know. Hey, I disagree with you, and here are the facts. And I, we will look up the facts and everything. But what we're telling you is based on the American Dental Association. They're telling us that it's actually beneficial
0: for you. Okay. So why don't you use it? So this is the question I get a lot about fluoride and in, in pregnancy.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. Good transition
0: because that's actually our next topic. Uh, okay. Is pregnancy? But go uh, ahead. Okay. So, uh, you know, a lot of uh, my expecting mothers come in and they're worried about what is, uh, what is this fluoride or what is um, anything that has to do with uh, dentistry. How is that going to affect their, their child? Um, and they also have a, a lot of problems. Um, uh, some even blame their children uh, on, uh, for their poor teeth afterwards. Right. Um, what, so, do you, what do you say? I mean, it plays a part. Okay. So, so basically
1: a mom comes to you and is like, well, guess what? And I mean, I'm assuming that's how they're going. To that was sound. that was
0: pretty good. Guess what,
1: <laughs> right? You that's know exactly how they sound. My kids grow my teeth. You know, after I, I never had all these problems until I had these kids, right? And of course, usually the kids are right there and they're looking at mom like, "Why, why, 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 are, you, why are you saying this out loud?" Like yeah, that? Why, right? why? Why? Are you, why are you doing <laughs> but that? but they always say, "My teeth were really good until I had my kids."
0: And so, what are you saving to them? Um, I mean, it's it's a couple of things that's. Can definitely affect the quality of your of your teeth after or during childbirth and, and even after while you're breastfeeding. Uh, so I mean, essentially, if you picture your your teeth are made of minerals, um, uh, calcium being one of them, uh, fluoride being another one, uh, basically, uh, and phosphate being another one. These are the these are the hardest structures in your mouth. Teeth are stronger than bone, but when you're going through a, a change uh, hormonally. Um, and also with your your chemistry, it can it can affect your teeth. So what I mean by hormonally is we all know how hormones change, right?
1: Right, while you're pregnant. Yeah.
0: Yep. And this is something you're you're very well versed with um, is knowing that when those hormones change, it does affect your gums, right? It does. It affects your gums. And right? It affects your teeth, right? And and you know
1: one thing that I've actually learned to tell my patients whenever they come in and say, oh well, my my kids ruin my teeth. I, I, I say, okay, let's let's slow down, right? Mm-hmm. It's not technically your kids. It's what you did that ruined your teeth. For example, when you have a baby, and, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed right now. My wife just had a beautiful little yeah, you know, congrats. I, I appreciate it, man. And and I can see exactly what they're doing wrong, right? Because they, what they do is they put the child first. So they got to make sure that they breastfeed and everything, right? Or, or Or feed the baby or take care of the baby.
0: I just want to say, uh, as a disclaimer, uh, Dr. Aka is not saying not take care of your child. No, first. no, no,
1: no. So you've got to clarify. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is they take care of their child, which is mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do, right? Sure. But they neglect themselves. So their diet changes, right? Okay. Whatever you can eat fast. It's kind of like you're back in high school or college and you're studying for an exam. What do we eat? We eat a lot of sweets and candies and stuff, right? So you basically eat whatever is fast and available to you. This so, so your diet is what actually changes, not the ch- the child changes your life. Absolutely, trust me. So you're Lack of sleep behavioral. is there. It's absolutely behavioral. But what correct? what
0: about what about what about their their gums actually swelling from increase in progesterone? Oh Things no, like that.
1: you're absolutely correct, and that's a, that, we're going to get to that, right? But from a from a tooth point of view, why yeah. do we have more cavities, and and why are your teeth breaking down?
0: Well, if your if it, your gums are swollen. Then, and you're doing a horrible job of keeping them clean. Then they're going to get uh, th- they're going to get disease quicker. Exactly. So yeah. now again, you you bring that
1: up, right? So oral hygiene, basically how well you take care of your teeth, brushing and flossing, that actually changes too, right? Yeah. I know parents are like, oh man, have I even you know you just had a baby, so you're like, oh man, oh, yeah. did I even brush my teeth today? This, and then are, you know, true, these are true thoughts. This is legit. You when know, you're walking zombie. You're yes, just, you're just trying. to I mean, they're to. amazing to me. I mean, what mothers do. I mean, it, you really can't put a value on that. But they also neglect themselves, right? That's why most of the times they get the cavities. And, you know, when it comes to the swollen gums that you were mentioning, mm-hmm. right, it actually has to do with not being able to take care of the, your your teeth, right? Brush and flossing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So plaque actually attracts and holds on to the teeth, right? Mm-hmm. And so whenever plaque and tartar and everything is around the teeth, the gums mm-hmm. start to swell because of, like you said, the excess amount of uh, hormones that are going through so it reacts very aggressively to the tartar and plaque and basically causes what we call pyogenic granuloma or pregnancy tumors right Mm -hmm. and i hate to use the word tumor because it scares people but it's just basically swelling (laughs) (laughs) i probably did but it's basically swelling of the gums right and that happens most of the times, when you're going through a spike in hormones, right, uh, uh, pregnancy, teenage years, things like that, whenever your hormones spike up, and then, of course, right, what happens next is your oral hygiene decreases. So more plaque, more tartar It's a, it's a cycle. It's a, horrible, it's a horrible cycle, but yeah. that's what's causing it, right? Again, okay. I notice I never say anything about the kid, right? Because, again, like I said, I think it's a blessing. And kids are tough. I'm not saying that they're not tough. <laughs> I think any mother or father can, or, or whoever, aunties, or, or you know, whoever's helping raise that child knows how difficult kids can be. But what I'm saying to you is, you also have to learn to take care of yourself. If you can do that, and you can actually go to your appointments more, you know, that's something that I remember when my wife was pregnant. I don't remember the Obi Gan even mentioning going to the dentist. Why would they? They're they're focused on the other end. Well, it's a whole body, right? It's a whole systematic thing. I mean, in your mouth is the gateway to the rest of your health, right? In order for you to eat, unless you're under IV or something, in order for you to eat, you have to go through your mouth, right? That's nutrients, substance, and everything. So why wouldn't you mention that, hey, by the way, with your increase in your hormones and everything else, why don't you go to your dentist at least, you know, um, every three months, every four months to get a cleaning? You know, make sure that you don't develop any problems
0: you think they would do that? They should. Do you talk about uh, going to your OBGYN with your patients? Are they pregnant? I mean, if they're not pregnant, that's
1: just an awkward conversation to bring up. <laughs> by the way, uh, have you seen your OB guy? For what? Mm-hmm. Just a saying. Just saying. That's not what I mean. If they're pregnant, yes, you should go to your OB what, what, what if? What if you suspected by the way their gums look? Then yeah, well, what I'm not going to send you to OB guy. Not going to lie, <laughs> I would probably send you to uh, primary care physician and say, hey, you exactly. need to go ahead and talk no, to them, no, right? No, no. But in the end, no. But in the end, you the the OB guy needs to understand the importance of going to your dentist to make sure that you don't have issues later on.
0: That's it. That that would be a very holistic approach to healthcare. Uh, we really are on the same team, but you went you went to dental school, you I know. Agree. It's, it's uh, in dental school versus medical school. Uh, usually they're right next to each other, and we don't really get along that well. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, that's not true. We, 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 we went out and uh, had a good time with each other, right?
1: We, yeah. We, we partied and Sometimes. stuff like that, but we really didn't interact.
0: But did you, uh, now I'm going to completely off subject, you, but you, you did have like uh, sporting events against him, right? Oh, yeah, Inter- we had them to. Was, yeah, and you wanted to, beat them, you wanted to beat them every yes. time. Yes. They had mean. it easy. Right, their first two years,
1: while we're in labs and doing all kinds of other stuff, you know, trying to get our hand skills to even represent anything that's, you know, normal, they're sitting there just in the library studying. I'm like, man, if I could just study, yeah, and exactly. that's it. You know, that'd study. be awesome. That would be awesome. But then, whenever you turn it around, when we're going into our third or fourth year, we're seeing patients. They're going through rotations and stuff like that, so they get it. They get it. They, they get it later. Right. Right. You know, and another thing um, <laughs> with, with with pregnancy. You know, comes, can you actually do treatment on people who are pregnant, on ladies who are
0: pregnant? Short answer,
1: yes. Okay. And the American Dental Association actually had an article in uh, JADA, right, the Journal of American Dental Association, August 2015, that actually stated exactly what you just said. They said that there is no uh, associated increased risk in, in, in major medical problems with newborns or anything like that. So if you if you had anesthesia or had no dental work whatsoever, you, you're you fine. Some people actually, some dentists believe that you have to wait until the second trimester. But this article actually proved that it doesn't matter. Just make sure that uh, you take care of the patient and you should be fine.
0: So this is what I'm going to say about this. Yeah. I don't uh, personally feel like it would ever... Um, induce labor or cause complications with the child. But it, here's the thing: yeah. I have a lot of first-time moms in my in my practice. Absolutely. Um, any, anybody that has more than one kid knows the first kid you're 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 worried about everything. Absolutely. You know? Oh no, trust You, you want to wrap them up in uh, bubble wrap, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, shielded from the world. That's right. I, it's a peace of mind thing. I'm, I I want the mother to be have some peace of mind. I don't want her to rack her brain thinking, did my dental appointment make poor Johnny cross eyed or three I don't I don't I don't want her to worry about that. So I really do try to err on the side of being, you know, mentally evasive while they're while they're pregnant. Okay. Now but here's the here's the thing about it. If I see a problem, I'm gonna let them know hey this problem needs to be addressed. So when um, do you actually take see. care of the patient then? When do you do work on it? I that? mean, I have uh, that the as you said before, you know, everyone said the second trimester is when you're, you know, uh, in the development wheel. That's when you want to do you want to do treatment, right? Okay.
1: What if they have an infection or an abscess or something in their first or third trimester?
0: If they're in the first or third, you technically can still do the work, yeah. but well, that's uh, what the research am says. I can, am I going to do the work? It it honestly depends on the patient. I'm going to be completely honest. If it's a patient with their first kid, I'm not I'm not going to risk it because uh, as you and I both know, people love to sue dentists. <laughs> for things that are, are not necessarily our fault.
1: Very true. And I mean yeah, that, that happens and it's annoying. Um, but you, I mean, you're looking at it from a, uh, a narrow-minded point of view, if I'd be honest, right? Yeah. Because you're basically looking out for yourself. You're saying, oh, yeah. oh just yeah. so that just oh, so I don't yeah. get screwed over. Let's, let's I'm be not, completed but, but an infection can lead to so many other problems, pain. It could lead to, you know, the infection actually spread into areas you don't want them to spread, right? Exactly. So so in my in my mind, I'd be like, listen, this is exactly why we're doing it. It's an emergency. You have to get the tooth extracted because it could cause a bigger problem later on. Your health and your well being is also important, Mom. That's what I would say to them, right? And and the research backs you up. That says you have to do what's best for you. You know what you, I mean? You, you do.
0: But uh, you also have to CYA, uh, cover your, yeah. You can say it. No. You can I, cover I mean, your own I'm, ass. I'm, I'm I get being, it. I'm just being honest. I, like, look, I, I, I have been, um, I've been chastised for patients for, be, for the the temperature of the water that they get in their mouth. I mean, it's, it's as if these people do not live in the same world that I live in. Whereas <laughs> sometimes you're going to go somewhere and everything is not going to be a perfect 100% to your standards, what you think they should be, but it's usually for a good reason. When you go in a healthcare profession, right? You go to the doctor. I don't like. I don't like uh, dropping my pants and coughing. I don't like doing that. When was but the, last time, purpose, huh? the uh, last time you did that? The last time I did
1: that was high school. I'm not uh, sure what you're doing.
0: I, I, I'm pretty sure either my <laughs> well, doctor's playing a well, clip on me, but yeah, that's, a, that's an annual physical. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Maybe maybe, like, maybe I need to go to your doctor because you she's just like, oh, we'll just sign off on that. You, you, uh, you, should, you should. absolutely. <laughs> you're an my, adult My, now. my, my point is anymore, my point is there's stuff about every doctor's appointment that we dislike. It's not for comfort. It's for overall comfort. If it was for comfort, we'd do it every single day, right? I understand if you came to me every single day to the dentist, uh, 365 days a year, or I'm okay, I'm going over. Maybe if you, if you came once a week, if we had a scheduled appointment with you once a week. Are we charging I, him? I mean, it's it, this is business. I mean, if, if we were or we weren't, it doesn't matter. Okay. What I'm saying is, if you did, then yeah, I'm gonna want you to have a comfortable experience because we're doing this so many times a day. Absolutely. But this is healthcare, this is me trying to find out. Uh, if or, or if not, if you if you have a problem or not, and if you do, how, what's the best way to solve it? Uh, it's not about how can I make this m- most comfortable for you? Because what's what's better, me making it comfortable for you and missing a problem or uh, or not treating you well or not preventing pain? Or you being comfortable and then being in pain? Which one is better?
1: Well, when, when you say comfort, right, you, you don't want to be in pain. You don't want to go to somebody and be like, oh, they're going to cause me pain. So when you say comfort, are you talking about being honest with a patient? Or are you talking about just, you know what, hey, I don't wanna do something because it's gonna you know, I don't wanna give give them a shot because it's gonna cause them pain or or I'm no. gonna ignore that that I, cavity there I, because they don't like the way I'm saying cavity
0: or I, they're gonna be traumatized. What I by mean one cavity. Is 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 I'm not going to I'm gonna say what I see. That that doesn't change, right? But their perception I'm also not gonna push people um i can't i can't be their parental unit i can't tell them you're going to get this done or else um that is that is their free will so i'm also can't tell them that what they're thinking is absolutely wrong and i mean i don't blame them for uh i guess that's the word i don't blame pregnant mothers for saying hey i don't want to risk it even though we i can show them a million papers hey it's okay you can get it done there is a certain mother who's going to look at that and say, "Okay, that makes that makes logical sense." I have this emergency condition; I want to get it treated. Right. And then there's other ones that are going to say, "No, uh, you're doing this to try to hurt my child." Anything that goes wrong, with the child, they're going to blame you, even though there's no physical evidence. Very true, and that's tough. It's like tough. I said, so I just don't. I don't want to go down that that road. I would never want my one of my patients to think that I would do anything that would that would in, jeopardize their family in any way. Like I'm only here to help. And when the line is kind of blurred that people sort of think, oh, he might just try to do that. That's that's the part that gets me. So I just don't – I don't, I tread lightly in that.
1: So do you think all dentists think like you where it's kind of like, you know what, let me do my job. But let me also tread lightly so that, you know, you can prevent not being sued or whatever it may be.
0: I, I think that most dentists do and I think the ones that don't have never ever had a legal uh, case brought. Maybe they haven't been practicing that long because it happens to everybody. Right. Right.
1: I mean, I, I think what, what's sad is, um, you know, and the I, world I, has
0: become very Sue happy. Right? Yeah.
1: And But again, I feel like you have to just do your job, and that's it.
0: Let me be clear. I mean, I've never been... There's nothing I've done that's been uh, sue worthy. Right. That's not what I mean that, like, I've done a, a sueable offense and it's unethical. But we have
1: discussions with our friends and, and, and our colleagues. Exactly. and And that is a fear. That is a fear, you know? What, what uh, I mean
0: is patients who bring up these things as if they think they are like um, egregious acts that they could sue for. They right. think, oh, well, this, what happened to me, I, I can't believe when he gave me a shot, it hurt. And it, and it and it's done. Right. Uh, I can't believe I just had surgery done. I, they, they took the tooth out. And now, and now uh, I have to take pain medication for a week. Um, People do think that, uh, that their mouth is totally different than the
1: rest of their body. had. Exactly. I've, I've, I mean, I've, I do surgery all the time, man. Obviously, Almost every day, right. Right? I mean, that's my job. And, and it's amazing to me sometimes the kind of questions or, or calls that I get. They're like, oh, I had this surgery. And it's a pretty intense surgery i had the surgery about two days ago and i'm in pain and i'm like well are you taking your medication i gave you well yeah i, I thought it, it wouldn't hurt as much now you know and i'm like but it's been two days oh, i mean yeah. that's that's normal if you broke your arm would you call your doctor after they put a cast on and say by the way i'm still in a little bit of pain they're gonna look at you like you're crazy right oh, but for sorry. some reason dentistry it's it's a magical world where after two days of having surgery, guess what? I'm supposed to be okay, and 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 why are my why am I still in pain? That's that's the
0: part that bothers me, right? That, that, I mean, I, I I can only imagine things that you get. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, I can I've heard um, things that, and complaints of, of of surgeries of surgeries that I haven't completed as far as like especially with gums, right? You're you're a gum specialist, right? Well, so yeah. That's, I mean, that's I'll, a, I'll, a like, quick
1: summary. I, I feel like I'm more than that. Okay, exactly. I don't <laughs> want like, to you. I feel like I'm, I'm more of, than that, but I feel like you're trying to, you <laughs> know, pigeonhole me. But that's okay. No, yeah,
0: but uh, so they come in with a gum problem, right? So they 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 have a gum problem, but it's not causing the pain. And you do a procedure that is a surgery. They know it's a surgery, but it's going to help them prolong everything that's in their mouth. But they expect that there will be no pain after that, and they say, oh. My gums didn't hurt before. Uh, have, you, have you heard that? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, that's literally the stuff I get a lot. They're like, well, you know, my gums, my gums were perfectly fine until you did the surgery. And I'm like, well, but you know that it's surgery, right? Or, or they're telling me, well, my teeth are now sensitive. And I'm like, I know. I told you they were going to be sensitive. Or, yeah, I, I really went at it, at it with your, your teeth and your gums because I need to make sure that everything was clean. Remember what you weren't doing at home? That's what I had to do for you. You, you, see, to, you understand you that? Do, uh, I had to clean your teeth so that, exactly, so that I can make sure that the environment that I'm working in is as clean as possible. So, yes, your teeth are going to be sensitive. Okay, And, and of course, you say that in the nicest way possible. But, really, what you really want to say is, you e for real? Really? <laughs> like, you're looking at me right now and you're saying that.
0: Okay, move on. You know, Uh, I mean, we we, anyway, like you said, it's we're we're magicians.
1: We're supposed to be. But you know what? Let's uh, (laughs) I feel like you can go on on this topic for a while. Let's let's just go to questions that, you know, people have uh, sent us uh, ahead of time here. Okay. Um, the one question that I want to ask you is um, the question is, you know, why does my cheek swell up when I have my wisdom teeth removed? Why did it swell up? Why
0: did it swell up? Yeah, that's the question. I mean, it kind of depends on what type of extraction it was. But uh, in most wisdom teeth extractions, let's say it's an impacted tooth, right? Anytime, so underneath the gums? Under, underneath the gums, exactly. Right, bone surrounding it and Yeah, everything. It's, it's buried in there. It's right. buried. So uh, essentially, the, the surgeon is going to have to go in there and uh, most times remove bone because this is a tooth that would not come out on its own um, uh, ever, ever. So when he's in there removing bone and, and soft tissue, uh, there's going to be a healing process, right? There's going to be some edema in the area um, that's going to cause uh, facial swelling, usually around day three, right? Um, uh, these, although th- this, although is, this is something that's normal, I don't know why people find it, um, uh, I guess, different, because just like you said, any surgery, um, you would expect there to be some post-operative pain in, in some time, but... Um, And don't
1: forget, you're also cutting the bone away to get to the tooth. Anytime you cause trauma, you're going to have your body trying to repair itself. Exactly. It's going to swell. Because the fluid and and everything that goes in that area is to help you to heal. Just like whenever you twist an ankle, whenever you break a bone, what happens? It swells up. It swells up. Why? Because of the fact that your body's trying to heal itself. Yeah, that's really what it comes down
0: to. That's the that answer. That is a very simple way. Of that is a, yeah. that's
1: the only way you can put it. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. I mean, I can go into the science of it, but who cares? Yeah, don't go to the science. They don't <laughs> want, to know they don't want to know All that. you want, all you should know is it's you've traumatized it, and your body needs to heal itself. That's it. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, honestly, we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that. We don't want to bore people too much. You know, you got to come back, and we'll answer more questions. Um, but in the end. Dr. Pieduck, what would, how would you summarize this these two topics when it comes to fluoride and it comes to pregnancy summarize it for us please I
0: mean uh, I, I guess the, the biggest summary would be just uh, use common sense when making these uh, decisions for yourself although I know it's uh, easy for people to get uh, sensationalized by things they may see or hear uh, just look at the raw just look look trust your own eyes um, if your parents use fluoride, uh, and they're still living, um, if um, the people before them used it, um, and dentists have been prescribing it for, for years in small amounts, um, either the whole profession is geared towards doing you a disservice, or it may play some benefit and actually and help you out. So, um, uh, And then, honestly, uh, I mean, there's a lot of fear in our profession. Uh, so my, my biggest summary would be, you know, just don't let fear rule you. Uh, look, look at the numbers, look at the, look at the research, the actual, the actual concrete evidence, and then make a decision because then you don't have to live in fear. Right.
1: And for me on a personal level, you know, pregnancy and, uh, um, gum disease and cavities and everything, I understand, right? Whenever my wife was pregnant, I was very, very protective. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Don't, don't stand up that quickly. Or don't do this or don't do that. We want to be protective, right? Because we're thinking of the baby, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's understandable. But I also believe that you have to think of yourself too. Right? You have to look at yourself and say, Okay, what's beneficial for me too, right? Because the baby's dependent on you, so you must also depend on on, on 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 yourself to also say, you know what, I wanna make sure that I take care of myself so that I'm therefore taking care of the baby. So your summary is to be selfish. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God. I thought that was very, very well put. That was very well put. But then uh, you came in and just became. I just, that's what you said. It's okay to be selfish. <laughs> it's okay to be selfish to go. a certain extent. Right in the end, you want it's to make okay sure it's okay to be
0: selfish when you're when you're when you're. It's for your your benefit, your your health. That's exact. Okay, you that's know. a good way to put. it. Just like you're that's on the okay. airplane, they say, uh, you know, Buckle yourself first before the baby. Yeah, or get, get your, else. your air mask first that's before, right. before you exactly. help anybody else. That's you can't exactly help anybody right. else if you're uh, you're hurting yourself. And
1: so. that's it. That I, well put. Yes, you can't help anybody else if you're hurt yourself, right? Yeah. And so in the end. Please just take care of yourself. Please stop blaming babies and kids because let's be real, it's not them. It's your oral habit. It's your it's your bad, you know, uh, <laughs> oral hygiene. Let's be honest. Right? Yes, hormones have a lot to do with it and you can't you can't do anything about hormones. I sometimes you can, not but you can't really do much about hormones. You know what I mean?
0: All you can do is just make sure that you take Dr. care of it. Dr. is impression. giving you no is giving no pregnant women's no outs. It's all on you. It's your fault.
1: No, I'm not. No, trust Don't me. me. Look, okay. look, I get be it. Honest. Look, hey, this they work tooth hard. This is toothy-toed, but what I'm saying to you, they work hard. <laughs> but you got to stop. You got, Hey, look, man in the mirror. You got to look <laughs> at yourself sometimes and say, what did I do wrong? <laughs> you know what I mean? How can I be better? How could I be a better person? Let's be real, you know? Uh, so anyway, uh, we definitely appreciate you guys coming through once again and exactly. listening to us. Uh, We hope that you're able to learn something. If you can take one thing out of this podcast, we we want you to take it out, you know, and we want you to uh, grow as a person and be able to challenge dentists and your dental provider so that they can do better for you. And you can do better for yourself. I don't want you to challenge me. I just want you to listen to what I say. My man. Okay. And there it is. (laughs) You got two avenues. So thank you very much for listening. All right. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your night. We're out. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your afternoon. Whenever you listen to us, enjoy it. All right?